Well, the impact of high energy prices has become startlingly clear for many households as winter bills land in letterboxes and inboxes up and down the country. In a moment, we'll ask what hard-pressed households can do. But first, our reporter Sharon Lynch spoke to one customer whose latest bill is 20 times higher than the one they received before Christmas. Here you go, would you have a drop of milk? Uh, yes, please. Unani Connor of Fulham makes me a coffee in her kitchen in County Meath. She's still trying to come to terms with her most recent bill from Electric Ireland. Uh, well, shock firstly, and then I thought that there has to have been a mistake. Um, when I seen the 285, but then I seen the other two in front of it. So our bill was €2,285. Euro for a period of 71 days. We were so careful here at Christmas, like we were conscious about the cost of living and everything at the moment. So we had a Christmas tree and that was it. Everything else was battery operated here over the Christmas period. Um, we were careful if a tree was switched on too early, I'd be telling them to switch it off for another hour or two. You know, so we have been careful because I was conscious of this bill coming in at the end of January. Una was charged €2,285 over a 71-day period, compared to the previous 64-day period, which is estimated at €116 after the energy credit was deducted. They're saying that we use the equivalent of 5,500 kilowatts of electricity. Uh, My parents' usage all of last year was 5,800 kilowatts. Um, they would have had Hibernia students, Kent, who were in the Gwaeltoch area here, uh, staying with them for a period of two weeks. So there would have been an awful lot of people, over 16 extra people in their house at that um, time. Una says she's had to cancel her direct debit with Electric Ireland. I rang them. They said that that was our usage, the 5,500 kilowatts, and I said it couldn't be. Um, I then, then they told me to call back on Monday, which I did, which was the 13th, I think, or maybe the 14th of February. And again, I was getting nowhere with them. So I asked for somebody maybe in a higher position to give me a call back. Still haven't received that call. So I sent an email to them um, again, stating that I called on the Saturday and the Monday and still we haven't heard anything. I did get a reply in an email saying due to the high volume of calls and emails we are getting at the moment but still nobody has been. And this is hanging over us. Like this is, this is not a joke. Like for anyone that would be in any way nervous or suffer with their mental health in any way for this kind of bill to come into them. Like we have two kids here and uh, we have two cars on the road. The two of us work full time, but there's no way we can pay a bill for 2,200 euro. And what's the deadline um, to pay that bill? Uh, well, the direct debit, I did cancel the direct debit because had that have been taken out, Mortgage wouldn't have been paid, insurances wouldn't have been paid, life insurance, everything else would have bounced. That would have been my month's wages gone. Come on, Robbie, come on. 20 minutes away from Una in Robinstown, Jerry Clark, who keeps horses, got an electricity bill for €1,678. This time last year, it was 290 I got a serious shock. It took me a long time to gather myself. Uh, nothing changed. Now, we did get a new meter, and uh, uh, the calls I got and listening to it is that the new meter has affected bills, that everybody that got a new meter that we know of, uh, their bill has gone right up. No, I don't intend to pay the bill. Uh, it's not due, it's not earned, and it's not warranted. 
it's total inefficiency. Almost all supply companies do allow customers to send through their own usage. So you can check your own meter and you can text through what your meter reading currently is. Murren Lynch is a senior researcher with the ESRI. Now, what can sometimes happen is if, let's say, your bill was, your, your, let's say your meter was read in September and then they estimate your usage for November and then they read it again in January. If they kind of underestimated your usage in November um, and then they read your, your meter in January, then you can get hit with a very large bill because if they underestimated your usage in November, then your January bill is actually paying for some of your usage from September and October, which was underestimated at the time. Good morning, Johnny Gokes office. Justin speaking. How can I help you? Johnny Gurk's oh, okay, constituency yeah, yeah, office yeah, in Trim. The Sinn Féin yeah, Mead yeah. West TD says he's um, been inundated with calls yeah, about high electricity bills way, yeah, in the past yeah, week. Well, in the last couple of weeks, like it would have um, went up tenfold. You know, I, I suppose it's only now that uh, people are getting those um, December, January bills through the door, you know, and I, I, I genuinely can not understand how people are going to pay them. I know um, even when Electric Ireland do come back to people, they're talking to them, put them on a, a 10-week plan, you know, but what good is a 10-week plan, like for somebody who owes a thousand euro and they're only getting 200 euros um, a week, you know, to, that's to heat and live and everything else. Meanwhile, back in Unani Connor of Fulham's kitchen, she says the 2,285 euro bill is always on her mind. You're kind, it's always in the back of your mind. You're, you're talking to friends and you're going about your day-to-day business, but this is always hanging over you. Unary Connor Fulham ending that report from Sharon Lynch. In response to our query, Electric Ireland apologised to the Fulham family for their experience with its contact centre. Separately, Electric Ireland encouraged any customers facing difficulties to engage with them in order to put a manageable payment plan in place. It also said it increased its hardship fund to €5 million late last year, a significant portion of which has been drawn down. But what else can households do when facing big energy bills? Dara Cassidy, Head of Communications at comparison site Bonkers.ie, joins us now. That we will talk about switching in a moment, but that won't help people with those big bills that are, are landing in now. So if a customer has a bill they can't pay, what should they do? There's a few things that they can do. Um, as ESB or Electric Ireland said in that statement, most suppliers have set up hardship funds for customers who are struggling with their bills. And the Electric Hardship Fund is €5 million. Euros. So it's the first port of call. I say to households, chat to your supplier, don't put your head in the sand. There is help and support that's out there. Also, under the CRU's code of conduct, if somebody is engaging with the supplier, it is illegal for them to be cut off. So I'd want to give some reassurance to households that if they do talk to their supplier, they try to put a plan in place, they're not going to be left cold. We heard there the Fulham family cancelling their direct debit. Is that one way to give yourself a bit of breathing space? It is. It's not something I'd usually um, advise people to do because it can then affect your credit rating and that in, in turn can cause other issues. I can understand though why this household did it because all sorts of other bills were going to be then bouncing and all sorts of other direct debits were going to be returned unpaid. So I guess in this instance it was the lesser of two evils. But in general cancelling direct debits um, isn't the best thing to do because like I said you could just end up um, giving yourself a bad credit rating and it could also mean as well that you would have trouble switching at some stage in the future. People are always being told that they should switch. Is there much point at the moment? Is there much money to be saved? There is. Now switching deals, um, the discounts on offer have gone a little bit 
smaller unfortunately over the past few months um, but there's still discounts of maybe 10% available and because gas and electricity prices are so high that 10% discount still equates to a saving of maybe three, four hundred euro on the average bill and as I always say so many households and motorists will jump through hoops to try and get better value car insurance when the premium renewal comes in and it will only save them 50 euro and yet they could be saving hundreds on their energy maybe even you know hundreds as well on their broadband and their mortgage so that passion that people have for getting better value on the car insurance bring that to your other bills as well If someone though has a big bill outstanding will they be able to switch or will they be able to carry that that debt over? It does depend and in some cases no um, but it is on a case by case basis but if you do have a particularly high level of debt that may work against you trying to switch and would you say as well, and it was, I think it was Mirren that said it in that piece, and it's really, really important. It is important to submit regular meter readings. Now, if you have a smart meter and it's activated, you shouldn't have to submit a reading. It can be read remotely. Um, but if you have a normal meter, which is what probably you know, 90% of the population still has, some of those bills are estimated. And sometimes those estimates can be wrong. And actually, even it happened to me. I got my winter bill around maybe four or five weeks ago, and it was insanely low. And whilst I would have loved to have paid only 50 or 60 euro. I knew that it had been estimated incorrectly and sure enough I took my own meter reading and found out that I actually owed 200 euro so I think what happens is sometimes the bills the meters they aren't read and then when they're finally read maybe several weeks several months later people get a huge huge back bill uh, uh, Briefly on, on people thinking of switching is there a fear there that if they switch now they might miss out on, on hopefully lower prices as they get cut later in the year No this is where actually the market works really well with people when you switch you are guaranteed a discount so you're not actually guaranteed a rate with most suppliers. Now, Flowgas recently introduced fixed price energy deals, but in most cases, the energy rate is variable, so it can go up or down. What you agree to, what your contract agrees to for the 12 months is the percentage discount. So if you sign up to a new deal uh, and if prices go down in maybe four or five or six months time, you'll benefit from that and you'll also still have your discount. So it's the discount that you are contracted to. Uh, the price can still go up or down. Dara Cassidy from Bonkers. Thank you for joining us on this week. Well, let's get more on this now and discuss the issue with Minister of State Thomas Byrne and AIN2 leader Padder Tobin. You're both very welcome to the programme. Uh, Padder Tobin, to you first. Um, you, you, <coughs> you, you heard earlier the people in Sharon's report, Una and her family getting that astronomical bill of almost €2,300 and Jerry, an elderly man, receiving a bill of €1,700. Do people like that need more help from the government? Yeah, there's, there's no doubt that people are being price gouged at the moment. I think that's very, very clear. Uh, you have a situation where 30% of the population currently are in fuel poverty. I'm speaking to people on a regular basis now who are, you know, they're maxed out on their overdraft every month with maybe 10 days left till they get paid again. Or other people who are going to uh, money lenders currently just to see can they, they pay a bill. Um, and the most frustrating thing about this is that the government have literally sat on their hands uh, over the last number of months and done nothing. So, you know, uh, for sure we've had uh, the, the electricity credits that have come in. But if you actually look at the amount of uh, tax receipts that the government have gained on fuel in that period of time, that's shooting up. So they're, they're taking money out of people's pockets while at the same time giving it back. And, and, and then there's the major problem that the government haven't done anything about uh, fixing prices or uh, trying to decouple uh, gas and electricity uh, in the system so that the price of electricity 
uh, is not based on the price of gas. That we can we can actually those uh, people who are producing electricity not on gas, who can do it for cheaper, can pass on those savings to people. All right, well, let's put those points to Minister of State Thomas Byrne. Um, th- there's one more energy credit to come, Thomas Byrne. The Taoiseach told Primetime then that there may be another one next winter. Um, does there need to be a rethink now on uh, as the reality of these high energy bills is dawning on, on the scale of the help that's being offered to people? Well, look, I mean, there's been very significant help offered. I mean, yes, the energy credits are there for every household. I mean, Johnny Gurk TD referenced people on 200 euro a week. People on social welfare have got um, much more than that, in fact, to help with their fuel bills and to help with their cost of living as well. Um, The government has really responded to the crisis in that way. In the case of somebody, though, whose um, electricity bill reflects a household's annual bill, I'd like Electric Ireland and the Commission for the Regulation of Utilities to look at that case in particular. Uh, It does seem... Um, completely off the wall uh, in terms of their electricity usage. We need to look at that particular case, but that doesn't mean that there's no uh, serious problem out there. There is. And Pather wants the decoupling of the gas price from the electricity price. Well, the only way to do that actually is to reduce the amount of gas we use to create electricity and to create more renewable energy. And that will reduce prices. And that brings a responsibility on all of us Um, to welcome renewable energy projects uh, into the country. We have to do that. I think there's going to have to be a change of mindset uh, because we badly need to do that because we see the results of our dependence on importing gas into this country. We get a small amount of gas uh, from from Ireland, but most of it is brought in. That's the reality that we face. And are you Um, suggesting then, um, Minister, that um, Padre Tobin is, is, is not on board with that plan? No, I'm not. I'm saying it's a responsibility of all politicians, all of us. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not singling anyone out in particular, including myself and, and everybody. But we've got to say, look, if we want to reduce prices, uh, we have to be very, very serious about it. What we have done, though, and this does decouple the prices, we are introducing a windfall tax uh, and a, a levy on supernormal profits. And that's really, really important. The levy on natural gas will be one of the highest in the European Union, 75%. And that money will be available. Uh, for energy measures. And I hope that some of that can go back into people who badly need it. Okay. But the energy so, companies have to respond as well now at this particular moment to the crisis that we face uh, and to make sure that they are passing on every single savings that they so, can. Okay, I want to uh, uh, bring, bring back in Padre Tobin. There, there is going to be a windfall tax on the energy companies and that money, uh, the Minister says, will be available then to help people. Well, the government have been talking about a windfall tax since last June. And while they're still talking about it, we've seen Spain, Italy, Greece, Britain, uh, Romania, Hungary. They've all brought in windfall taxes. They've all harvested billions of euros worth of tax to actually physically put back into people's pockets. And this government is still talking about it like it's somewhere on the horizon still. The most frustrating thing that is affecting people at the moment is they're being uh, hammered to the pinner of the collar in terms of these prices. Yet the energy companies are seeing their profits surge. So we have had practically every single energy company in Ireland uh, over the last number of months experience supernormal profits. The, even the state Electric Ireland, the state semi-state company, has seen its profits surge to 350 million euros for the first six months of last year. Um, so it, it it is absolutely wrong 
when you put on one side of the table companies that are making exceptional profits and on the other side of the table the citizens who are exceptionally hammered in terms of the cost of electricity. In the terms of, of decoupling the, the price of electricity uh, and gas, it is written into the European market that those prices are actually uh, uh, locked together. It takes a legislative change uh, to change that market. Other countries such as uh, Spain have done that uh, for the citizens. Again, the Irish government keeping their hands warm and sitting on them. Minister, can I ask you, when when are we going to see that windfall tax on the big energy companies and when will the money actually be used to help people? Well, first of all, the windfall tax, the, the legislation will be brought in the next few weeks, but it will apply to profits made last year, to excess revenues from last year. So just to be very, very clear about that. And in fact, you couldn't tax it just yet anyway, because the 2022 accounts for those companies wouldn't quite be in yet. In the case of Electric Ireland, it's a state-owned company. The money will come back to us one way or the other. Uh, That's the reality. Spain has managed to do its own thing. They've a lot of solar power down there. They've managed to reduce their dependence on gas. But also what they've done is they've brought in another gas dependency, uh, which is LNG. And they've built LNG terminals and they're bringing in a huge amount of LNG. Now, that's been a controversial uh, issue in this country. That's that's the reality. So we've got to think about all of these things. Justin, this is the only, Ireland is the only country in Europe that doesn't have a gas storage facility. So, you know, while every single country in, in Europe over most of the summer were squirrelling away gas to make sure that they weren't exposed to, you know, serious volatility in that market, Ireland remains the only country that didn't have one. And still, there's no plan by the government to put that in place. Minister, can I ask you about the, the moratorium on disconnections? That's due to expire at the end of this month, as far as I, I know. Um, should that be extended now to ensure that people people aren't cut off while they try to deal with these big bills they've been getting. Well, personally, I'm very strongly of the belief that if you're dealing with the bill and dealing with the energy company, uh, that there's absolutely no way that you should be cut off uh, from your electricity or your heating. Absolutely no way. Uh, on the other hand, the electricity companies and the energy companies need to deal in the most proactive way possible co- with customers, particularly those with really super normal bills in terms of their usage. Uh, so, no, I don't favour um, the uh, disconnections being allowed while people are dealing with these bills because these bills are only coming through now and, and people will be dealing with them I, I would suspect for some time to come during this year as we hope prices then reduce uh, into the summer. Patrick Tobin, I presume you, you would like that moratorium extended as well. Yeah, there's no way you could in, you could get rid of that moratorium at this stage when so many people are on a cliff face in terms of being able to heat their homes uh, and, and, and cook and, and keep the lights on. I, I'm cynical in politics, I have to say, but it, it's it, I look at the Green Party and it is in the Green Party's interest to keep prices high. Um, and, you know, sometimes I ask, are the government refusing to, to push down prices in terms of these tools uh, because they want to reduce the consumption of energy and maybe to keep the, the, the market sweet for investors in the fuel uh, economy uh, in this country in, in the future. Okay, Minister, I'll ask you to defend your Green Party colleagues there uh, that, that they have a, a special interest in keeping prices high because uh, doing so uh, encourages people to, to find alternative uh, or to, to, to switch to renewables. Look, that's, that's, that's for the Greens to answer, but I think it's also a ridiculous argument to make. I mean, we are putting a windfall tax on renewable energy as well because they are making super normal profits. But the only way we normalise this is per- promoting more and more renewable energy. That's what we have to do. Uh, so I very much support the Green Party on that aspect, that we need more renewable energy right. and more access to it. But nobody wants high prices. I mean, yeah. there's not one politician okay. in Dáil Éireann wants high prices. Just, just before I let you both go, um, Minister, is there a role 
role for the uh, the the energy regulator, the CRU here. Uh, we we did hear in in Sharon's report some difficulties on on the part of um, that family who had experienced a very high bill in, in getting clarity from the energy company uh, that they were dealing with in, in getting answers uh, from them about their own situation. Does the CRU need to step in in relation to these these uh, very high bills? Well, I think in that case where it was described, the bill was described as being equivalent to another household's annual bill, I absolutely think that the CRU needs to step in and examine what's going on there and what the reason for this is um, and to get to the bottom of this and to make sure that people are treated fairly uh, by the energy companies. Padre Tobin, uh, last word to you then on the, the role of the energy regulator in ensuring that the companies deal with their customers properly. Yeah, so the, as, as a regulator, the CRU should have a responsibility to protect customers and it should never be the case, especially in this price crisis, uh, that we have a number of months potentially rolled in unit-wise into one bill uh, or that uh, uh, meters haven't been checked in time because, you know, it's, it's going to hurt those who are most vulnerable in this situation. And I like... You know, when people are 77 or 100 years old and getting bills of a thousand okay. uh, euros for one bill, that's simply not good enough. All right, Padre Tobin, A2 leader and Minister of State, Thomas Byrne, thank you both very much for talking to us today. After the break, are our cities safe?